Welcome back, Sprinkles. We're here today to talk about abandonment issues. And um, I'm going to go ahead and let Michelle lead with this one. I have some research I did this week, but I know this is one of the topics that she wanted to discuss. I think I could be the poster child for (laughs) abandonment issues. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, I'd wrote down this is one of the subjects. It really... um, I mean, it just really hits home for me. And, you know, I think um, it's just held me back so much in my whole life. I, you know, I'm 53 now. And just looking back at how this has played, probably the biggest insecurity in my life is abandonment. Well, and it's it's life changing, you know, when you it, said that and like I got your notes and you're like, hey, let's hear some good mm-hmm. topics. And I was like, you know what? That's really good. It's really deep, mm-hmm. but it's really good. And I think a large amount of people, not just women, mm-hmm. but people have abandonment issues. And when I was looking into it, like mm-hmm. I opened up like this Pandora's box, you would not believe. Oh, I know. I mean, I know for me you know, it all stems from my childhood, my parents getting a divorce. Um, my, both of my parents were completely unemotional, immature, um, just not available. Right. You know, I think they were both dealing with their own crap. They were both extremely immature and, you know, it was emotional neglect as a child, you know, going through a divorce, you know, your parents getting a divorce and then your parents just not, they were taking the time for themselves and not, you know, not dealing with the effects that it had on me as a four and a half, five-year-old child. Um, But, you know, I just have always in my relationships have never been the one to end the relationship. You know, I'm always the one that's holding on for dear life because I'm so afraid of being abandoned and, you know, the fear of being left. And, you know, it it's just, I, I look back now at um, just all the missed opportunities that could have like, you know, if I would have left that relationship, you know, or the fear of, you know, just it's just held me back so much. Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Have you ever been diagnosed with a obsessive compulsive disorder? No, but I can definitely like I can definitely see where some of those tendencies can um you know, I, I don't know um like I don't know. I don't know. I can kind of see in some relationships where I was just like Well, the reason why I'm asking is because like, after you said this subject, like, I know that I have these issues too. However, my issues are different than yours. Like, Mm -hmm. because my dad was murdered when I was a child. Right. So oddly, when I'm researching this, Mm -hmm. what had came up, um, I was on a site called Mm treatmyocd.com and it popped up and I was like, why is this popping up for abandonment issues? Right. Like, hold on. Like, whoa, like, right. Stop the train. What's happening? And so I started looking at it and I'm actually diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. I, I, I could, I could definitely see it on my end. 
And so I'm looking into this and on this page of NOCD and it's treatmyocd.com, mm-hmm. it actually references the DSM-5, which is the Manual of Mental Health Disorders. And it says that OCD, listen to this carefully, mm-hmm. is characterized by obsessions and compulsions. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the the obsessions or the obsessive thoughts of, you know, that, that go along with the abandonment issues mm-hmm. that are like, um, you know, um, am I not good enough? Mm-hmm. Um, is my partner going to leave me? Is my partner cheating? Cheating? Like there's mm-hmm. all these things that go through your mind or I'm the mom, not just with my partners, but that calls my kids mm-hmm. or looks at them on Apple maps to see where they're at all the time. I would never tell them that, but of course they're going to hear it now. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to invade their privacy, but I'm worried. Mm-hmm. Like I'm constantly afraid of losing someone because my dad died. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know yours is different because your parents got divorced, but that's still a loss. Right. Right. You know, so I think that might be where that stems from. Mm -hmm. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, my God, like I obviously have OCD. So (laughs) this is so weird that you're like, let's talk about this topic. And I never thought that abandonment issues would be within the OCD issues, you know, something to show up like that. Right. I think for me is I have to have everything organized. I have to have everything orderly. I hate when anything is out of its place. And that was, you know, that was hard having a kid. And I know that was hard on Hannah is like, I just, I can't, you know, my daughter, when she was little, I just, I don't like messes. Well, that's when you, your (laughs) parent, you lost your parents. Mm Mm-hmm to a divorce. And that I know for me, I'm speaking for me and, and maybe this will be eye opening for you, but Mm -hmm. that's, that is our only way of controlling. Right. And keeping it a safe area for us. Right. Is, is to be able to do things like that. And to some people, it seems ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but to us, it's like, I actually have control over something in my life. Right. So just, you know, for me that, I think that was one of the, you know, a really big thing um, for me is like having everything really organized. And when things are out of place, I am just, I it makes you I, anxious it and makes kind of in a bad mood. My anxiety. Um, it just, it starts, I turn into a bitch. I'll be honest. Oh, I really do. It starts bringing out like these insecurities in me. Um, you know, I, I know one thing with um, that's part of, you know, abandonment issues is anxiety. Yes. I overthink everything. Yes. You know, I was heavily criticized as a child. Um, So funny you say that because Mm -hmm. on this site, I'm going to refer to it again because I want to give credit where credit's due, but Mm -hmm. treatingmyocd.com, they specifically state that early childhood experiences are like the biggest contributor Mm -hmm. into developing like abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. And they go in to say, that um, parents who don't let their children express themselves, therefore you're pushing your ideologies on them all the time. And if they have a different idea, then it's a horrible thing. It's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Ridiculing. Oh. mm -hmm. um, To put too much pressure on their children to be perfect Mm -hmm. and to treat, to treat you like you're like to treat your child, like they're your peer. Right. And your peer only, not your child. Like, so they're putting you in a position where you're not learning, but you're expected to know all these things. Therefore, it goes back to the being perfect. And then they're ridiculing you. So it's like this huge, vicious cycle. Right. 
And then, you know, and then just on top of all that and not even to go down that whole road again is, you know, the whole religious, like bringing oh, yes. in religion but and, no. and you better listen to the adults and mm-hmm. adults are always correct. And, and you know, when you, I- you don't know what you're talking about and just constantly being told that you, you get a very warped sense. Oh, of, I 100% it, It's agree. hard to figure out your, yourself and, and to, to form your own opinion. It took me a long time to figure out like, what do I like? What is my opinion? What is my stance on the yes, world? Yes, because you were never allowed to what have is, your own. Right. What is my stance on, you know, politics? And and sadly, I feel like I did put some of that onto my children as well. Mm-hmm. Because I was raised, you know, follow the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when I was very young and I had children very young, but like telling my kids, like, that makes Jesus cry. Mm-hmm. Because that was the stuff I was told. And as I've grown and I've gotten older, I realized what a huge pressure mm-hmm. that put on my kids. And in turn, I've probably, I mean, if my children listen to this, I've probably left them with some abandonment issues because I had ridiculed them because of religious issues and because of my own abandonment issues. Right. I, I mean, I don't think that any kid gets out unscathed. Oh, no. no. <laughs> I don't think there's any perfect parents. If there is, please give me a call. Look me up on Facebook, please. I need your... I need to know. I need this insight. No, I agree with you. I don't think anyone's perfect, but also we live in a world where when you already have abandonment issues, you're afraid of being judged for stuff like that. You're right. afraid of not uh, of not being the perfect parent, of not being the perfect spouse, you know? Right. And, and two, it, you know, I always have had this. Um, I don't think now, cause I think I, I look at things a lot different now, but it took me a long time. I'm such a people pleaser oh. and almost to, to where you've lost yourself at my own expense. Trust me. We, we, I already, I can read you like a book. And I absolutely, you know, for the majority of my life have obviously lacked boundaries. Can I, can I, can I give some some personal insight about yes, you? Yes, sure. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> okay. You know I love you. Yes. But you know when we started this, you were so afraid. You were afraid about what people would think. Mm-hmm. And you know that the reason why you, as soon as you said abandonment issues and I jumped on this because that was the first thing that came to my mind mm-hmm. is because I understand that you have bills to pay. But if you're not true to yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to be stuck forever. Yep. You have to be true to you. We're not always, you know, 100% uh, correct. Um, we're just being who we are. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you may be a little bit older than me, but like we're both on the same path and you're a little bit behind me. But that's because we all have our own path and mm-hmm. things happen. And I've been where you're at. I mean, of course, I'm to the point now where I'm just like, I don't care. Right. I am who I am. And and I'll find the people that, you know, mm-hmm. are true to me. And and I'll and and of course we'll always find people that are gonna be our critics. Right. Because it's hard when you have the abandonment issues when you're looking around. Because some of these people that you're afraid of displeasing, you really want in your life, but they're not our people. 
you know, and it's hard because of the abandonment issues to accept that. I, I mean, I feel like that mm -hmm. because I've kept a lot of people around. And like you were saying in your relationships, you were the one that held on mm -hmm. because of that feeling of abandonment. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it, I do. I, but I also think like, you know, some things that, you know, we've previously talked about, I, um, you know, I don't know that like, I, I see what you're saying, but like, I, I know some people would heavily, you know, probably not agree right. with, with what I'm, but it's, and that's okay. Right. And it's not, I mean, I would never cut those people out of my, no, out no. of my life for that. But, but you can't, but that's what I'm saying is that like, when you have abandonment issues, we're mm -hmm. constantly trying to please everyone. Right. Right. And you can't do that. No. You're always going to have somebody that's going to be upset about something. Right. And as long as you're true to you and like, you know, that's where it comes in where you have compassion and kindness and you just explain to them, you know, this is something that I. Right. And some people, yeah, absolutely. You know, some people's opinion, I could absolutely care less, mm -hmm. you know, like their opinion. Really? Because I see their life and I see how they are. And it's like such a double standard yes. of, you know, what they say and then how they act. And, right. and it's just like, I truly could care less right. about what those people think. But about. I think that a lot of that actually, even though we say that now and you can see that now, I mm -hmm. don't think that we did at some point. Oh, I absolutely didn't. And that really brought us to like mm -hmm. our abandonment issues and not only just abandonment issues, but you begin to question your worth when you have those abandonment issues. Am I a good uh, enough partner? Am I a hundred percent? Why are my parents angry at me? Am I a good enough kid? Like, mm -hmm. do they love me? You know, and I'm sure you went through that. Um, with your parents getting divorced. But the thing is, is what's really almost like I look back on it. Hindsight 2020 is really sick mm -hmm. is that my dad got murdered mm -hmm. and I was angry at him. Mm -hmm. Angry. Yeah. I was pissed mm -hmm. like because I felt abandoned from him. Like, mm -hmm. and then I had the mom that I had and she was, well, she was alive and she abandoned me on so many occasions, but you know what I mean? Like I was angry at him for years. Right. And I was four when he died. Mm -hmm. Um, so it makes you have like you, it's almost like a grieving process mm -hmm. that you go through with that. And you know, he couldn't help what happened to him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. And I look back at it now as an adult and I'm like, God, I was a really like fucked up kid. Like what was wrong with me? Mm -hmm. You know? But when you're a child, you don't process all that. You just know that they're not there. Right. You know, and it's it's one of those situations where, like I said, I, I, I'm here I am in adulthood and I'm looking back like, how could I think that? Like he had no choice. Right. However, my mother who was alive had a huge choice that she could make, whether she wanted to be present or not. Right. And whether she chose her, you know, that was the other thing is that my mother was, she had substance abuse issues mm -hmm. and- I always felt like I was never enough to make her stop that, mm -hmm. you know, like that she always chose that over me, which caused, you know, which even added on top of everything right. and made the abandonment issues even worse. Cause I'm like, I'm not good enough. Right. I'm not good enough. Right. And I mean, <laughs> you know, my mom was there and present, but she physically present, right. but she wasn't there on any other level for, right. for me. Yeah. She, you know, I had you know, she just was there for herself. She really took on a huge role. It was like this, um, 
It was just living this fake, fake life. Well, it was almost like, is it, could you, like, when I looked at my mom, the way I would explain it, maybe this is different for you, but like, for me, maybe it wasn't that way for everyone else. But like, when I looked at her, it's like the lights were on, but no one was home for me. Right. Well, but maybe she was home for other people, if that makes any sense. Oh, no, it does. Because (laughs) I had, because I would be like, uh, okay, you can be this way for other people. Like, here I am. Well, I had stepsisters and she, you know, she put on this fake, like she's the best mother. Like she played to my teachers, the church, everybody on the outside that she was some great mother, but literally I'd get home from school. We'd be by ourselves. She'd be locked upstairs in her bedroom, just doing her own thing. Like she, I remember we'd come home from my dad's on the every, you know, we'd go visit him every other weekend. We'd come home and she wouldn't even, she didn't even have the energy to come downstairs to be like, Hey, you know, I'm glad you're How back. did it go? How did, what it did go? you, did you How have was fun? Your weekend? Like, yeah, you know, something like not nothing. Like you just, you know, we were just, I, I don't even know. It was, it's just so weird. Did to she look struggle back. with her own mental health issues? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. She, yeah, I, I mean, agree. I think my mom, well, she I know struggled my mom with did her too. own abandonment issues Yes, and like her mother was going to put her up for adoption. So she Aww. had her own struggles, you know, to go through her dad abandoned her like pretty much raised another family, like right in front of her face and wanted nothing to do with her. So, I mean, she was, but she was just, she seemed like she was just stuck. She wasn't ready for that. Like, right. But then she'd talk about like all these troubles she went through as a kid and didn't even realize what she's doing to her own children. Yeah. It's like that thing where it said like hurt people bleed on others. <laughs> yes. Like you have to like work on yourself before right. you can have those type. Yeah. That I totally get it. Right. I get and then it. growing up, I always had this fear of being exposed. And it's a weird thing to have. And I, I've, I've carried that like my whole entire life, even through my marriage, even though. Explain that more. What do you mean by like being so exposed? So I equated the, like the things that were happening to me, like abuse as a child, you know, being cheated on as like, I'm sure I didn't equate that as a, as when I was a kid, but as an adult, you know, being cheated on, I equated that as like a personal failure. Right. And like kind of the need to protect the person that was doing it to you, like make them. I get that. To be like, I get oh, that. like, you know, when you're out with your friends telling, a, you know, oh, like not sharing those things that were going on. Because my- did you feel like it reflected on you as a person? Like it reflected on your character? Like it showed something bad about you? I think that it kind of did. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of created like this push and pull in I my relationships yeah. that kind of kept the cycle going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it led to like a lot of confusion for myself um, in, in kind of feelings of being powerless. You know why though, right? It's because you had watched your mother just like push everything under a rug and go on, you know, but, but not be emotionally available. And you at some point felt that that's what you were supposed to do, that you were supposed to compartmentalize enough to where you could put on a face and act and pretend like nothing was wrong. Right. Like 
I, you know, I like, I, and you were less of a person if you weren't living this life that people thought you were living. Right. And it was just a total <laughs> lie and it just created so much confusion for me. And, you know, and I held on and held on I get it. and it was because I was just so afraid of being by myself. I didn't want that for my daughter. I didn't want her to go through what I went through as a child. And then it just created, you know, I ended up putting that on my daughter. Well, you entwined your self-worth with with whether you were going to keep a relationship or not. Right. Like that was, I mean, and you know, that's pretty common just for humans. A lot of people do that with their careers, Michelle. Like a lot of people are so wrapped up in their careers that if right. they lost that career, they would it's lose their identity. Them. Right. So, <laughs> so for me, success was for my family was to never get a divorce. For me, if I never got a divorce, that was absolute success. Both of my parents were married and divorced twice. So that- Do you still think that? No, I I don't. I, I wish the outcome would have been different in my marriage, but I, I wish that I could have healed myself a lot sooner for your daughter, for my daughter and for myself. Yes, for sure. Because I know my daughter, you know, always says to me, I would have never, I would have never stayed in that relationship. I would have never. But do you know what that is? That's what you taught her and you should be proud. (laughs) You've taught her that she's worth something. Right. But it's also like, it's a huge failure on my part that I, I mean, she looks at me that I was weak that I was, you know, that I didn't have the courage, that I didn't stand up for myself, that I, I didn't that. leave that relationship. And um, and we always have people that ask those questions, and I know that. Like, I was horribly physically and emotionally and mentally abused in mm-hmm. my previous marriage, and I get that. But what people have to understand when they're on the outside looking in mm-hmm. is what all you battle with, not just on an emotional level, but on a financial level. Right. And on, you know, a family level, like that people have no idea until they're in there. They're like, oh, you could just leave. You can get, you can get alimony or you can get child support. But you know what? It's not always just that. Well, and it's very different in the state of Texas. (laughs) You're, you're not, Texas is not on the woman's side. And most, most places are, honey, I had two kids and my ex-husband got to give me $400 a month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it, it was really scary because I was a stay-at-home mom and I just wish now, you know, that abandonment fear wasn't, didn't play such a a huge huge role in my life because looking back and looking at all the time I wasted, all the crap that it's piled on you know, not only myself, but do you still, are you angry at yourself for that still though? I am because I just wish, did you learn things from this? I absolutely did. Have they helped you grow? Absolutely. Like then, then, then just listen to that because you'll get stuck in that. And trust me, because I did, you'll get stuck in it and you'll, and you'll be angry at yourself. And guess what? That's where all the guilt comes in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's not your guilt to carry. Right. It's but- it's really not all your guilt to carry. And, you know, as long, here's, here's my philosophy. And this is just my personal philosophy on something is that 
if you've left that situation and you're willing to do it again, then there's a problem. Mm -hmm. But if you've learned something, then that's the positive. Mm -hmm. Because the other thing that I came across with abandonment issues, Mm -hmm. and it kind of goes on to which our next segment's going to touch on is trust issues, is that you're always pessimistic Mm -hmm. and you always look at the negative. Mm-hmm. That's something that like when you have those type of issues, mm-hmm. you tend to focus on that instead of what you've gained or what you've learned from a situation. And it is a huge thing that you have to turn in your head. And the only way that I got through that was that I know you've seen in my house, I got affirmation cards. Mm-hmm. I also used to have a, a dry erase marker. Mm-hmm. And I would write things on my mirror to myself every morning, Mm -hmm. like just things like I'm better today than I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm growing, you know, it, it, and at that point, I'm going to be honest with you. It may not be things that were completely accurate, but they were things that helped me focus on that and help move me forward. Right. And, and, and that's great. And I have those too. I, you know, and everybody heals at a different pace. Yes, they do. They do. And, and I agree um, with that, you know, I'm still, you know, working through a lot of this and, um, you know, but I think what you need to know and with your abandonment issues Mm -hmm. is that you're a wonderful woman and that you're strong. And I am strong. And <laughs> you are am, way stronger than you give yourself credit for. I am for. way strong. And I, I, you know, I have conquered a lot. You have. I have conquered so much. And I am. And you know, I love I seeing your super, face when you're saying that. I am proud of myself. And, and you should am, be. You know, I'm definitely, you know, stronger, you know, for what I've gone through. Yes. I just, you know, it. It's a lot to, you know, to look back now it is. and to, um, but you, you know, even have d- these discussions with my daughter of, oh, yeah. you know, of, you know, she's healing, she's getting ready to have her first child. Like she's, you know, she has damage from, you know, and she, and she was a sophomore in college when we got divorced. Right. But, you know, still Oh, she's seen the absence. It's just like what you've seen when you were younger. I'm sure that, you know, I mean, she has the traumas of, you know, seeing, you know, of what she grew up in a house where, you know, her dad's cheating and, you know, she had a good relationship with her dad and he was a good dad to her. And, you know, I can't, but children are very observant where they see the lack of like intimacy or communication between parents. And it was the fighting. We fought a lot, but you know, so it's, it, you know, I, I just don't, you know, it, I think those types of things that, you know, she's kind of dealing with right now. And, um, it, it, it kind of festers those things oh, back up but that's, and it's, and, that's, and it's that, that's why it's a constant, like a, a constant, like just, um, you know, listening to what kind of what she's going through and, you know, and, and listen to, to some of her hurts. Right. It, it brings up some of my hurts from my oh, past. And then it yes. also, you know, it's, it's part of that healing and, in, in, you know, and, and doing better for her, for her, right. for my grandchild, for right. my daughter and for myself. Yeah. I mean, the biggest one is, is doing it for myself. I completely but understand it does, that. It, it, it's kind of hard to explain because you're constant. I feel like I'm constantly healing and well, I'm yeah. constantly, I think constantly growing. If, you, if you're and not, then, then you're just like, you know what I mean? Right. And then, you know, 
when she's going through her things and kind of bringing things up, it kind of, it feels like it triggers triggers that and it kind of feels like you're taking steps back, even though you are healing and moving forward. Because, because like, no matter what I get that, like I've had the same issues with my oldest daughter. Like you feel like somehow the problems that they're having could have been avoided if you would have done something different in the past. Right. I get that. Right. I think for me, you know, struggling with my abandonment issues and staying in that uh, marriage. Yes. As long as I did, um, it, I was doing the, I was doing at the time the, the best I could do. And I was making the decision and I, at the time I was like, I don't want my daughter to go through that. Of course. So no, we, I, we always want our kids I to feel have like that. I kind of maybe put my abandonment issues on my daughter is yeah. she was thinking like, okay, my mom stayed because of me and kind of puts that guilt on her. Right. And, you know, and I think she kind of fights back when, you know, I'm like telling her like, well, I stayed because of you. And I thought I was doing the right thing for you Right. when it probably that, I don't know if that's the truth. I don't like, I, I kind of struggle with myself wondering if that was the truth or if I was doing it purely because of abandonment. Hmm. I totally understand. I, uh, I've, I've been in that situation with like my children too, of where, you know, I've looked at them and their hurts and I've said, you know, uh, if I wouldn't have done this Mm -hmm. in my past, you know, would, would they be experiencing this? And it makes you feel like maybe you could have done something different or your abandonment issues. Like you've, you, well, a bleeding person bleeds on another person, meaning you're hurt. So you've passed down those hurts. Right. Um, it's kind of like, you know, do I necessarily agree with it? No, but I've heard, like, I can completely, uh, understand the analogy where some people don't eat meat Mm -hmm. because they say that they ingest the fear of that animal. And I can kind of understand that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that as, as parents, when we're hurt, we do, we kind of put, I mean, I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but Mm -hmm. I do feel like with my children that I have kind of passed some of those hurts down. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I think every, I think every parent, I I don't care if you were raised and you're like, oh my gosh, I just absolutely love my parents. There's something that they pass down that is not, no one comes out on skate. Like you, like there's no perfect parent. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, you can look at like kids that come out of great, families. Do you and- follow the holistic psychologist on mm. Instagram? I was, wa- I was listening to one of her things cause she talks about trauma mm-hmm. and you know, when you think of trauma and, and abandonment issues and things like that, you mm-hmm. think of like horrible childhoods mm-hmm. and she was like, look, like everybody's abandonment and, and trauma is like different than everybody else's. She's mm-hmm. like, I came from a great family. Right. She's like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I came from a great family, but there were things that were done that were traumatic to me. Right. And, you know, and, and I think that that's part of my abandonment that I look at too, with my kids is like, oh my God, do they hate me? Right. Because I didn't do something or like in the past, like, because, well, like in your situation, like I didn't get out soon enough or I didn't stay in long Mm -hmm. enough or, you know, but you're saying that like your daughter is like, you know, mom, I would have done been gone. Right. But these are, that's, that's a good thing in itself as well, because you already know at this point 
that after your daughter watched what you went through, she knows her self-worth and she doesn't have that particular abandonment issue. Right. Like she can be like, you know what? Here's who I am. Here's my worth. Like <laughs> it or leave it. Right. She's she's completely the complete opposite. She is Good job, like, mom. Good job. You know, like one, like you, you cross her one time and she's done. Like you're off the books. You're, you know, she is not... You're not going to be around. She's she's going to change though. She's going to have her first child. Okay, the one time is going to (laughs) end. So, but it's it it is interesting because she does go to therapy and it's it's cute because she'll you know she'll come back and tell me like share stuff with you. Oh, my therapist, you know, because I'm like Hannah. I promise you, he doesn't have a perfect life. He, you know, she thinks no. she th- she has this idea that you know this thing only happened to her. Like, there's no other. Ki- like, I kind of feel like sometimes when I talk to her, yeah. like I this is the only family that this has happened to. Like, no, she, I'm sure she she probably feels alone because she's not. You know, she probably doesn't know a lot of people that have experienced. Well, it. I think she. Which is a lucky thing for her. Like, I think you know, one of the things that I did pass on to her is that she doesn't talk about it. Uh, she gotcha. internalizes it and and look at you now. And she, right, and I'm here look I am. At you now. <laughs> yeah. So she kind of tends to internalize yeah. and put on a bright face, and you know, didn't really talk about her things. Well, you know, she'll come back from her you know therapy appointment, and she'll be like, "Oh, yeah, my therapist was saying, you know, like." He just doesn't want to spend holidays with his family and he just drops his kids off like for Easter at, you know, his parents' yeah. house and was just like, and then left because he just doesn't want to deal with that crap anymore. Or well, like, and you know, to each their own, if that works for So him, it's hey, interesting then, because she kind she's of- she's like, oh wait, people actually do live this yeah, way. <laughs> I mean, I think she kind of had this idea of her therapist that he's got it all figured out and he's perfect and he's and then he kind of gives her a sense of reality is like no 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 well we don't have it all we've touched on this but like my (laughs) oldest son is finishing up his master's degree in Mm -hmm. social work and he has a minor in psych and that kid's had a pretty rough life Mm -hmm. I mean I had him at 16 he grew up with me let's just you know we've had past things but let's just leave it that Mm -hmm. he has abandonment issues of his own and you know, that's usually why people get in that field, right? You know, is because they want to help others, right? And I think it, it is, it's an awakening. Like when he did that, I was like, why do you want to do that? Right. It, it is. And you know, it, some of the other things that I can definitely see with, um, you know, s- struggling through abandonment issues is, you know, uh, you know, we talked about trust issues. Um, you know, I definitely have a lack of intimacy, it's yes. hard, it's very hard for me to trust anybody to um you know share things with people um and you know well it definitely changes your perspective you you definitely i can say for myself i'm not saying for you but like when you have abandonment issues you are always questioning mm-hmm. if people are sincere right And you change your perspective because of that. Like a person can be completely sincere, but you're going to question them. Mm -hmm. And it's not because you don't like that person. And it's not because you have any ill feelings towards them. It's just that you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Right. You don't know. You always feel like there is, 
when you have abandonment issues, you always feel like there's motive. That's the best word, Mm -hmm. motive. You're waiting for the motive. Like, why are they engaging with you? They have to have some type of motive. Um, I mean, that's what I feel like. Like, I'm always like, okay, why are people engaging with me? Like, what is their motive? Like, do they genuinely like me? Um, you know, or is it just that I'm convenient or, you know what I mean? Like I, and, but I, and- I do think that there is something to when you have certain issues and insecurities, you tend to draw those certain people, certain people, <laughs> you, you draw those you people to it's you. It's like the energy. It's like a magnet or something. It really like is. you really no, I get it. do. And I don't know if it's part of the healing journey. I don't know if it's part of the healing process. I don't know what it is. It is. But I do tend to find friends that are, you know, have Going the same through struggles some, or yes. have had those issues with their mother or their childhoods were very similar, not maybe not exactly the same, right. but have issues with their marriage. But without and, that, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Right. <laughs> right. No, exactly. And I, I, mean, I do think that it is part of the healing process. It, it's part of that journey and path that you're on. It definitely is, is. The universe tends to put those same people, the, the things that you're going through, the things that you're putting out in your thoughts you right. are attracting like the the saying oh, I'm, your I'm, thoughts a, I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. Oh, a hundred percent. And yes. you know, but I think that goes back again. Like when you're, when you're attracting that, what you have to know with the abandonment issues mm-hmm. is that deep down in your gut, some of those people like throughout my life, I'm no longer friends with, I'm no longer close with. Right. It's not that I don't care about them. It's not that I don't like them. Mm -hmm. It's not that I have any ill feelings or that something ended horribly bad. It's just that when you're on your path, there's, there's going to be a lot of people that you outgrow. Right. And I think that, um, and that was hard for me though, with abandonment issues. It's like, I thought I was supposed to keep those. And it's like I said, it was nothing bad. Like it was like, it's just like, you know, Hey, they're doing their thing. I'm doing mine. Right. My path is accelerated faster or their path is accelerated faster. And, and, you know, I'm here. And that was huge for me with the abandonment issues. Is it okay? Right. And I don't think that you can, when you're, when you're, you know, journeying along in life, you know, if one, if you're healing faster than another person, it's, I don't think that it's necessarily that you're abandoning them. It's just, sometimes you just can't, you can't keep going back. You can't keep being pulled back. And, you know, I think people like you just, not everybody in your life is there for the long, the long, the long haul. I just had this, this discussion Mm -hmm. with my kids and yes. And, you know, and like I said, that doesn't mean that anything's ended badly or that there was any foul feelings or it's just, let's just be blunt. We outgrow one another. Right. A hundred percent. And we outgrow one another. And that doesn't mean that I don't still love or care about that person. Right. It just means that they're just not part they're not but they but they've helped me get to where I'm at. Right. I can honestly say that. Like I I don't want them to think that they didn't have a purpose because all of those people had purpose in my life. Oh, a hundred percent. I I think anybody, whether it's the mail carrier, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's your, it, every single person that you interact with, I a thousand percent believe that they are on your path for growth Yes, or in some odd way, it may not 
appear to be. Like some people may not, you're, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, that person was a nightmare. <laughs> you know, I don't ever want that person Been on my there, path done again. That. <laughs> but it was part of that they were on your your path to either help you. People are on your path either for to a lesson, teach you a lesson. That's it's right. It's a lesson or a blessing. There you go. It's 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 gonna. They're gonna teach you something, or they're gonna help you through a situation. Exactly. And and stick next to your side no matter what. Like, exactly. That's I yes I firmly believe in that as well. Like it's just. I think the thing that I've told my kids though is like I'm not a big person unless someone has been abusive, neglectful, nasty me. I'm not one that I like to like burn bridges. Right. Even though I've burned a bridge, like even though I don't talk to my own mother or mm-hmm. whatever and my siblings, I'm it took me years of patterns to even get to that point because of my abandonment issues. Right. Like I'm not the type of person to cut people off even now. Mm-hmm. It takes a few times. Like Hannah, that that's for me, that would be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? To be able to be like, why? Like, oh, I yeah. give people too many chances. Oh, yeah. Hannah too is. Too many chances. <laughs> right. Whereas, like, sometimes with my daughter, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I mean, this no, is, your kids are different. Like, I, you're like, but like some of the people she cuts off, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Okay. This, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, where watched- everybody's kind of like, are you sure? Like, this kid, you know, it. It's like, it's, it's a big deal, but she is just like, uh, uh-uh. uh, and you know, I'm proud of her, but like, I am also kind of like, you're like, don't you know that people can you- change? I do believe that people can change, but I also believe that you have to go off of your own gut feeling. You do. You and, really do. And like when somebody shows you, like some people have showed her their real true colors. Yeah. And then you're I'm just like, like nope. I can't. But I'm like super proud of her because, you know, where as I probably, I'd still be in the situation, you know, when I was her age, I would have been oh, yeah. like holding oh. on for dear life and like, okay. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm proud of her. And, um, you know, I think some of those things may be lessons that she'll, ha- you know, have to learn along the way of, of cutting off people. But, you know, that's that's her journey. Right. And, you know. And, you know, what's what people don't like to say either is like, you know, we're talking about this abandonment issues and stuff like that. But when you have children and you're watching them, a lot of people don't like to admit. But with my abandonment issues, trust issues, my childhood traumas, mm-hmm. I've learned so much from my children. Mm-hmm watching my children people can say what you know we're the parents who like we're supposed to teach them but my kids have taught me a lot oh yeah that that about life that I would have never looked at in that way if it wasn't for them uh the best way to explain it is you know just unconditional love Mm -hmm. and so you don't have that you know judgment it's like all judgments aside so you can watch them and see how they interact. And you're like, huh, like I wouldn't have done that that way, but you know what? I see why you did. Right. Because we already have, you know, when you have issues like we do, like abandonment issues, childhood trauma, we, we tend to look at things through a perspective that is skewed. Right. A hundred percent. And when you have kids, it really changes your perspective. Right. And to, (laughs) to go back and be 25 and just be making decisions like done with you by like, I'm, I'm proud of her that she's, you know, she's able to do that and she's able to make like a definitive, you know, 
a decision and just, you know, and she's, she's good with it. She's like, she's not second guessing. She's not questioning. She's just like, I'm done. I'm not, well, I'll never know, go back to that. And that's the thing is we sit here and we're like, we're talking about our abandonment issues and we're hoping that, you know, another person hears this and they see where we're at and what we're doing. And yes, don't waste your life. Don't, don't waste your don't life. And be they like see me. That, don't waste. No. And then they see your kids and they're like, okay, Hey, your kids are doing pretty mm-hmm. good. But, you know, our kids probably, they have their own issues, but at least they're not the issues that we had. Right. As long as we're bettering ourselves and you, we see them bettering themselves. I mean, none of us, like you said, none of us are going to be perfect. So when you have abandonment issues, that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And as long as we know that, that like, as long as you have some compassion and understanding, then I think it goes really far. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I feel like with my abandonment issues as a child, that that was something that I was never granted was the compassion and understanding. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, and I've tried my hardest to give that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've, I'm human and I've really messed that up with my kids, but I think that's one thing that I've definitely that's, that's in the back of your head that like, I'm not going to do. Right. Well, you know. right. Yeah. No parent wants to mess <laughs> no. their kid up. No parent wants I to, mean, we them to go through that, that same thing. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, no parent goes into it, you know, thinking, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to really mess my kid up. You know, I, don't know. I think my mother did, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely don't think my parents went into it thinking, but they had their own issues that they didn't deal with. And I think, right. you know, well, I can, it, I can see that. Like, yeah, my and mother got caught up ex- in her own shit. Right. They're, they're know. trying to deal with their own crap. And then who has time when you're dealing with your own crap to, you know, deal with the kids crap. Th- they didn't. And I think <laughs> that that was kind of the mentality at that time is that you didn't talk about this stuff. You didn't know, you know, no. and it's very I think it's very different not to give them a pass or an excuse at all. No, because there's, but yes, times were different. No, I can, I can fully agree with that. It was very different. It was, it's yeah, very different. And, um, I mean, know, like when I was being sexually abused, like I wasn't supposed to tell anyone. Right. I mean, I mean, even my family, it was an embarrassment, even though it happened to me, like that's the other thing with it. You know, it goes back to the abandonment stuff because you're always worried about what people are going to think about you. Right. And you know, there was abuse going on in my home. I was abused as a small child and just like, for some reason, your, my instinct was to lie to protect my mom. Oh, always. I did. I I, I would get called into the school office and, um, when I was very little, I went to, uh, one school where I, um, it was a private school, but they were very, um, you know, they were very on top of it. Right. Whereas she moved me quickly to another private school where they hid and, you know, oh, your parents are right. They're, they're punishing you because you deserve it. That's punishment. And right. it was very different. And they wanted to deal with it internally where yes. they, you uh-huh. know, it was very protected. So you just become very like, Mm-hmm. what is, you know, so skewed, but, oh, no, but, it, I but get it, it. it is interesting how a child's mind can, you know, you don't know, but it was an automatic thought to protect my mother when she in turn was not protected. Because me. if not, you would have felt like she would abandon you. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it's yeah. just, oh, um, I get that. you know, at, at the age of four and a half, five years old that, you know, you're not knowing what's happening, but you, that's the instinct is, was to protect your mom. No, yeah, I did, you don't I want did your mom to go thing. away. You don't want something to happen. Yeah. And, you know, now I have, I haven't had anything to do with my mother for probably 20 years and she still tries to reach out to me, but I just have no, you know, that's part of my healing and people can look at it. However you choose to look at that. You know, I have her friends that reach out, but that's your mother. But just because that's your mother, that's not good for me. No, that is, and, that, and I can would, tell you, that is not a good thing for me. I can tell you that I got pulled into that pattern where I let my mother in and out of my life. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed this, you know, offline, but every time it turns out the same. Yeah. And I would never go back. I would and, never, I have no desire when she dies to go to her funeral. I just want nothing ever to do with that woman. What I can tell you and what I tell people when people are like, oh, well, what if something happened to her? And I'd be like, you know. Um, do you know how trees die in a forest and Mm -hmm. like their roots give nutrients to the rest of the forest? Mm -hmm. That's the way I see that. Right. That's, that's the only way I can see that. Do I hate her? No. I, I had, I was angry at her for a long time. Mm -hmm. I do not hate her. Um, I feel like she did the best she could with her mental capacity Mm -hmm. and with what she was taught um, and with all her trauma that she experienced, but I could no longer let her bleed on me. Right. It's just, it wasn't, it, it wasn't productive and it wasn't a relationship where I came out feeling, I, I kept experiencing that abandonment over and over and over again, every time I let her into my life because I was never good enough. Unless I was complying to every single thing that she said, even when I knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just had to stop. And that's one thing that you've done that I haven't done. Like, because like, I think I told you, I talked to my mom again. It's been about two years now, Mm -hmm. but I let her back in because she was like, oh, you know, she's been sick. And I, you know, and I felt that guilt and I buy her a phone and I do this. And then I find out that this phone I bought her, she's been calling people speaking horribly about me. And it's like, why? Yeah. I mean, you know, really growing up, my mother chose her stepchildren over her biological children. She a hundred percent chose them and they don't want anything to do with her after she divorced their, her, her, uh, their dad and mm-hmm. her were divorced. They never spoke to her. she, she made the wrong decision. Oh, my she mom still talks to her stepkids. Oh, yeah. No. And so when, you know, my mom's friends call and like, well, do you want to, can you help her? Can you send pictures of your daughter? No. 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 I cannot have Not her. Not of her great-grandchild? No. Mm-hmm. Have her contact her stepchildren. And they're like, well, they don't have anything to do with her. Well, that's a choice she Be like, made. we're stopping this generational trauma right here. It yeah. halts. Exactly. And this is where it stops. And, you know, and it's the best thing that I can do for myself, for my daughter and, you know, for my grandchild that's, you know, on its way. What would you say to our listeners, to our sprinkles, because they're all so colorful and great? Um, What would your advice be to them if they're dealing, if they're struggling right now with abandonment issues? Is 
the biggest piece of advice that I can give just across the board is know your worth and know that you are better than the situation and don't overthink it. Well, and if it feels wrong, it's wrong. It's wrong. Trust your instinct. There you go. Trust your instinct. And when it feels wrong or when you question a situation. Or you question yourself because you're, you're engaging with a person. Yep. Don't ever, don't stay. Don't stay because there's always something better. And if you start feeling, I think my biggest thing is, is if you're in a relationship, whether that be intimate, friendship, parental, family relationship, um, if you're feeling like you're questioning your worth when you're around those people, or you feel like you're doing things that you wouldn't necessarily do in order to keep those people in your life, then mm-hmm. they're, then that's not no, the right it's thing. not for you. It's no. not for you. If you are walk, if you walk away from a situation, if you're going out with somebody and even a friendship and you walk away every time feeling bad, then that is not your person. 100%. Yep. And those are one of those people that it doesn't have to be a nasty ending but we're going to go on on our journey right. and you're going to let them go on there. Right. And wish them well. Exactly. Wish them well. And cause I'm only putting them good vibes out into the yeah, universe. Only honey. put good stuff up because right. that will, come, it will back. come back. It will come back. If you're wishing somebody ill, it, that will come back to you. And it's but, not always, and it's not always going to come back. People are like, Oh, well, I did good for this person. Honey, it ain't coming back from that person. Mm-mm. Don't think that it, that because you did good for this person, that that good's going to come back from that person. Right. No. That's not how it works. Exactly. Thank you all for listening. Okay, happy listeners. If you're hearing this, we've just finished an episode and we are begging for you to give us a follow, please. And give us some ratings and five star is what we prefer, but we also prefer that you're honest. Look, that's great. What are you doing right now? You're you're driving along. You listen to this podcast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now, look, in the next hour or so, while you're hiding from your boss in a stall watching TikTok videos or spanking the monkey to Pornhub, <laughs> take, a, take a couple minutes and instead jump on Spotify or jump on whatever podcast you're using to listen to this and give us a rating. Thank you. Thank you.